Hello and welcome back to Holy Snokes. I am your host, Mia. And I'm Leslie, your co-host, the clueless one. And today we're going to be talking about Empire Strikes Back. But before we get there, Mom, let me tell you, it is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. I tell you what. Yes, I know you've been very excited with some recent Star Wars news. Yeah, do you want to... describe the phone call I gave the other day? I was, I'm so glad you asked to describe the phone call because if you're going to ask me to say what the news was, I would be like, I don't remember what you told me, but I will describe the phone call. It was literally the most excited you've ever been about anything in your entire life. More so than ever getting a brand new puppy, getting your own room, Anything. It's the most excited you've ever been. I mean, I would agree with that because I was in the middle of getting a Star Wars tattoo. Shocker. Shocker. And I was checking my phone and all day I had been waiting for the investors presentation. That's what it was, where all the investors would get presentation from the leadership at Disney talking about future projects. And so I've been waiting and waiting, waiting for news. And of course, right when my tattoo started was when they started releasing all info. And of course they did like Marvel and Disney. And I'm like, all right, who cares about those losers? Yeah. Who cares? And then they did star Wars and I like, I'm getting giddy right now thinking about it. I was shaking the entire time I was getting a tattoo. Like I was more anxious to just get home and watch these trailers and read about it than I was of being like, wow, this tattoo hurts. <laughs> so, and then I just drove home after I called you, I drove home and I just was screaming at the top of my lungs. Star Wars! I love Star Wars, man. Oh my God. It's so good. Cause we have some great things coming up. I was going to say, give us the highlights. Yeah, I'll give you the highlights. Cause I didn't watch the trailer you told me to watch. I don't even remember. Yeah, I figured. I As soon as I told you, I was like, she's not going to watch You should have sent me a link. Then I would have watched it. I'll, I'll force you to watch it. I've watched the, the trailer she's talking about is the Bad Batch trailer, which honestly is what I'm most excited for. That is probably the most beautiful trailer I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, wait a minute. Let me try to explain what the Bad Batch is. Okay. Yeah, I gave you like a 30 second. Let me see if I can remember. It's a batch or group of clones who have their genes slightly wacky and that's why they're called the bad batch and they're like not cool and the other clones make fun of them do you know i think you get a pass that was pretty good um so yeah that was that was pretty good actually as they tell us what they are really no, I mean, that was pretty good. So we were introduced to the Bad Batch in Season 7 of Clone Wars, which premiered earlier this February. But they are a squad of clones with desirable mutations. That is, like, the key word that they keep using. Um, they have an arc, which is four episodes in Clone Wars. Wait a minute. Desirable mutations. I thought that something was wrong with them. Like, I thought they were cross-eyed or something. No, so, like... Hunter has, like, heightened senses. Tech is just, like, really smart. 
Wrecker is like bigger and stronger and Crosshair has like perfect eyesight. So he's like the sharpshooter. So it's not like they have five legs and they're like a monster. The mutations work out for them. So who made those mutations then? We assume the Kaminoans. So like the Avatar looking aliens that make all the clones. I don't know who those are. Well, th- well, that's what we're going to find out more in this TV show. Whenever it's coming out, I, all I'm asking for Christmas is a Bad Batch release date. Please, Dave Filoni, save me. Do you think Dave Filoni watches Paw Patrol? Because those names sound like the dogs on Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol! They are a little on the nose, but then again, I feel like every clone's name is really on the nose. What is Rex's name being on the nose then for? Actually, fun fact. Rex, like, it's been known in, like, comics and books that only Rex knows why he has his name. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, Mia's really obsessed with with Rex, in case you didn't know. I love that man so much. So, yeah, so we have the Bad Batch TV show coming out. We have um, Ahsoka, which I'm also very excited for. We have... That's not a cartoon. No, that's Rosario Dawson. It's a live action. Okay. Oh. I don't like the cartoons, Mia. You know that. Blasphemy. Unless it's SpongeBob. I ain't watching it. But yeah, so Ahsoka is going to be live action. We have Rangers of the New Republic, which is also going to be a live action TV show set during the time of Mandalorian. Ooh, Mandalorian. Are we going to talk about Mando? Like we and like they didn't really talk about it, but we know that Mandalorian's going to have a season three and season four. And that pretty much Mando, Ahsoka, and Rangers of the New Republic are all going to like culminate into one giant crossover event. Because they all take place at the same time. So mm. for nerds like me, I'm like, oh, great, more information. But I know for people like you, normal people. I love how you add that normal part in there. You know, you got to stay humble when you're a Star Wars fan. Oh, jeez, Louise. So we have a bunch of TV shows. We have, um, and then like Lucasfilm confirmed like that they're making another Indiana Jones film. I saw that. I feel really bad for Harrison Ford. He's really old. You know me. I love Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So I will only advocate for that film if Shia LaBeouf is in it. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> said no one ever. We said no one ever. Oh my gosh. But then yeah. we also have two new films coming out. So we have Rogue Squadron, which is slated to open Christmas of 2023. That is going to have uh, Patty Jenkins as the director. So first female Star Wars director doing a film. That's awesome. But it's about pilots. I think I'm like the only Star Wars fan that just does not like X-Wing pilots. I just don't care about it. But whatever. And then we have um, Taika Waititi doing his film. They haven't really said anything about that. But I love that man. I will watch whatever he does. And I'd say the biggest news was in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It's been confirmed that Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader. Aw, bless his little heart. He's just been waiting for that door to have a knock on it. I mean, he's just been chilling in his, like, farm, doing nothing for the past 15 years. And now he's like, all right, I guess I'll hang out with Ewan again. Hmm. Wait a minute. What is this Obi-Wan? You said Ewan. That makes me intrigued. 
Is this a new movie? It's a um a featured series. So it's only gonna have one season, and it takes place. What is it? It's like ten years after Revenge of the Sith. So you're following Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan on Tatooine. Mm. All right. Yeah, I know you'll watch it. I'm getting naked this time. Mm. All right. Uh, so what do you think about all that? Um, my first impression is I think Lucasfilms and Disney had something to do with COVID because that would be the only reason they would be developing so many things to watch on TV at home. Be- or if they didn't develop it, then they clearly have more information about it than we do. Because how how would someone find the time to watch all of this stuff? I have the time. That's a different story. But I just, I don't understand. I mean, I'm barely able to keep up with The Mandalorian, which I really like. And I'm waiting for you to bring back up because you said you would like a couple minutes ago. But like, I don't understand. Like, how are Star Wars fans supposed to watch all this stuff and read the books? And listen to our podcast. There's a lot of stuff going on. See, there's times that I surprise myself in like how quickly I inhale information. Here's a good example. So when we were, we took a secluded vacation to Denver for Thanksgiving where we did not see anyone. And I brought the first book of the Republic Commando series, which is about 300 pages. So like a normal size book. Finished that. Didn't have any other book. Was like, oh, as soon as I get back to Denver or back to where we live, I want to get the others. So that we got back December 1st. It is now on this day of recording. It's December 14th. I have read three more of those books. I don't understand. In two weeks. You were tested gifted when you were little. So maybe it has something. Also because I'm just hungry for this information. True. And I think seeing a certain someone in the Mandalorian series, I'm bringing it up again, has also piqued your interest because you've been sending me a lot of inappropriate memes of Boba Fett lately. Well, first off, spoilers for people that haven't been watching Mandalorian, which honestly, if they're not watching it, if I can watch it. True. Yeah. If if you can, of all people, watch Mandalorian, there really should be no excuse. No excuse. Yeah, check out The Mandalorian if you haven't. And the baby. Grogu. Mama loves the baby. I remember his name because I think of Ragu, the sauce. But I guess it's not really like, I guess it's Ragu. Grogu. Grogu? What? Great baby. His name's Baby. No, he's a 50-year-old man. He's a baby. I'd take him. I'd give him that ball whenever he wanted. I really do feel like Mando sometimes. Because he's just so done with them. I thought you were saying that I was the baby and you're Mando. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah, are we you saying that? Comparison. I wasn't. Oh my gosh. Are you comparing me to the baby? I mean, oh man, this is going to be a short-lived podcast. Anyway, do you want to talk about Empire Strikes Back now? 
So I'll do some basic facts about it like last time. Okay. I know when it came out, 1980. Good job. Yes, it premiered on May 21st, 1980. It originally had a budget of $18 million, which you have to think New Hope had $11 million. So, you know, okay. But the final budget ended up being $33 million. Oh, my gosh. But this movie was plagued <laughs> with just a lot of issues. There's a really good documentary on Disney Plus right now called um, Empire of Dreams, where they talk about the production of the original trilogy. Man, how did the union allow that shit? I don't understand. This is a pro-union podcast, by the way. But clearly, the increase of the budget didn't matter because they definitely recouped their losses. The box office was $550.9 million, and that made it one of the highest-grossing films of 1980 and is now considered with inflation to be one of the highest-grossing films of all time. So I think it's fine. Like. It's doing all right. And isn't this one of Star Wars fans, like the true fans' favorite movies? So, yeah, this is considered to be the greatest Star Wars film of all time. And it is considered, I'd say, a pop culture um, classic. It's even inducted into the Library of Congress. So it's considered to be like a staple of film and media. Um, I will say, though... Just like most Star Wars films, when it came out, it had mixed reviews. So it's just aged well over time. And I think it's such a startling contrast to New Hope. And you have to think, that's a three-year gap. And in between that time, George Lucas was a smart man and knew how to work merchandise. They started doing books and comics, so they kept the hype alive. Wait a minute. Was it three years literally or three years in Star Wars time? Both. What? That is a great thing because I was going to point that out. So, yeah, it's, um, so you know how I talked about the timeline if New yes. Hope is now at zero? Yeah. So the film takes place at 3 ABY. So that is three years after the Battle of Yavin. They never mention that. I guess you're just supposed to, logistically think that oh 1977 was three years ago now it's 1980 whatever you know okay because sexual tension between leia and han did not look like it was three years old gross it just i don't want to segue keep going mia keep going no because now we got to talk about that so the film starts and they're on Hoth and Han and Leia are literally walking around this entire base yelling at each other. And you can just tell everyone's so done with that. So over it. Like, I mean, it is pretty awkward when you see a couple fighting. Unless it's at a restaurant, then it's kind of interesting. But so like, this is a war. Not even a war. This is your job. And you're in a place that's really cold and gross. Right? Wasn't it cold there? That's right, because Luke got put in the horse. No, the camel. It was a camel. What was it? It's a tauntaun. 
Okay. It's like a, it looks like if a, a llama and like a velociraptor had a baby. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of, what is it called? A turdurkin? Or where you put the. Oh, where you put the. And turkey. Is that what it's called? It's like a layered meat pie thing. I mean, and that's what the like, guts looked like. Shoving Luke into the innards. That scene always tucked me out. Yes. But there, there Luke goes being selfish again and like, I'm going to go by myself. So. I mean, anyway. both of them are being stupid. Yes. Han just left him out in the cold. I was like, I'm going back. You check out this meteor. Well, it wasn't like he was a baby. And he's a man. And Han's no better. He was sexually assaulting the princess. But see, that's the thing that's weird about this movie compared to New Hope is that, you know, in A New Hope, Han and Luke are like bickering. Yeah. But they kind of, I feel like they have more um, romantic tension in this film than like Han and Leia have the entire trilogy. Bros before hoes, baby. I mean, yeah, they're definitely bros. Like, there's some um, longing gazes that they give each other in this film. And I don't I'm know about that. It. I don't know about that. But anyway. But also, like, Luke definitely is kind of a pain in the ass because he has, like, he hears Obi-Wan being like, you gotta go to the Dagobah system. And Han is literally sawing into this Tauntaun stomach and looks like, Dagobah. <laughs> system yoda and it i just it's so dramatic i'm so tired of him <laughs> and then oh my god and then you know they get him back and then luke and leia kiss disgusted nasty it's nasty it, i just it makes me so uncomfortable because then luke's like oh yeah she kissed me in front of Han. Well, and the thing was, is we may not have known their brother and sister at that point, but George Lucas did. George Lucas, shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. It just, ugh. But that's where then I like this, like, love triangle with Han added. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I wouldn't have been mad if they got together. But anyway, then we have the Battle of Hoth, whatever. That's like, I it's better than Battle of Yavin. Like, I know what that is. But is the Battle of Hoth with the um the AT&T things, the legs? AT&T things? So, I mean, you were, it's an AT-AT. Ah. An Imperial Walker. I was close. Or an AT-AT. You can call it like 20 billion things. But I love the graphics when the rope like went around their legs and the one leg just goes bleh, and then they just tumble over. More dead people. More dead people. Oh, yeah. They're killing so many people. So then uh, Han, Leia, Chewie, and C-3PO skedaddle in the Millennium Falcon. They get out of there because everyone's fled. Luke literally has direct orders to rendezvous with the fleet 
And he's like, nah, man, Mm-mm. me and our two are going to Dagobah. No, I'm my own man. I do what I want. So he just leaves. And you're like, all right. But, oh, what do you think about Dagobah? I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Oh, is that where Yoda lives? It reminds me of Florida. It seemed very familiar to my upbringing of the east coast of Florida. (laughs) Swampy. There's a lot of snakes. Bugs, snakes. Things get lost in the water. Not a plane like Luke lost his plane. But, um, yeah, this seemed very familiar to me. I'm not sure yeah. if that's what you're looking for, isn't no, it? Yeah, it just so. Yoda likes it. Yeah, Yoda likes it. Yoda's been chilling there for what it's been 22 years now. He's just chilling. Love that puppet, though. <laughs> I think Yoda is hilarious. Well, I like Yoda because the guy that does his voice also did voices in Sesame Street. See, so. you give fun facts, too. I like that. I did give a fun fact. That is a very fun fact. Right, Frank Oz? Yes, good job. He did Grover's voice. If only Grover was in Star Wars. Oh, well, that would have made that movie stellar. Mwah. I love Yoda. Until, like, I'm loving Yoda for, like, five minutes. Because he's beating R2 with, like, his stick and he's eating Luke's food. And you're like, oh, he's so he's so funny. Oh, he's just a weird guy that's just harassing Luke. And then he gets so serious so quick once it's, like, revealed that he's the Jedi Luke is, is trying to find. And Luke is like, oh, like, you know, I want to be a Jedi like my father, blah, blah, blah. And Yoda's like, you know. You should be afraid. And looks like, nah. And he's like, you will be. Oh. And I'm like, dude, have you just been waiting 22 years on this planet to be like, <laughs> son of the chosen one? I'll show you. Like, it's so scary how serious that puppet gets. That's how you are, though. But I'm not a puppet. I didn't say that. I meant, like, you get serious really fast, too. So. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but oh, then we have like the vision in the cave. That's when George Lucas gets all like metaphorical with, ooh, that's where he just gets metaphorical because then like Luke cuts off Vader's head and it's Luke's face in it. Oh, Oh, I blocked that out. I did too as a kid because honestly, as a child seeing that. That's horrifying. That's horrifying. But those squid sample things in the band in the first movie weren't horrifying. Whatever. You're I think weird. Says, you know, it's an alien. But I think as a kid, if you see anything that's supposed to be a metaphor, you're like, does not compute. <laughs> Rewatching it recently, there is a couple lines that Yoda says. That I really feel like the entire fan base needs to hear. And it's, you must unlearn what you have learned. And then there's do or do not. There's no try. So it's during like the whole Yoda four scene where Luke's trying to get the X-Wing out. And then Yoda's like, baby, I'll get it out. <laughs> like he gets it out. And the John Williams score is swelling. 
10 out of 10. But that you must unlearn what you've learned. I've been recently thinking about the aggression of fans with Disney acquiring Star Wars. And we've talked, you and I've talked about this a lot of me trying to explain that takeover and how it kind of split the Star Wars universe into canon and legends. Mm -hmm. So trying to figure out like what is up to date and what isn't. And there is a very like toxic group in the fandom that likes to claim that Disney has ruined Star Wars. Like that's their tagline. Disney's ruined Star Wars. And I think that comes from just Disney saying that a lot of content that was already out there just isn't relevant anymore. And I will say that there are some Legends concepts that I really like. Like the Republic Commando books. Those are considered Legends. But I think that they're great. Like they should be reintroduced into canon. But there's this... I don't know if it's just because it's something new and people are scared of change. Or it's just a difficulty of letting go of the past. But I feel like a lot of people in this fandom are so afraid to set aside what they've already learned about this fandom and mm. start creating a new like memory bank for it. I guess I understand why people would get upset about it. Um, but I guess it goes back to the... To the idea that, you know, people have these personal links to these films that, I mean, what other film series is like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, just like you, your body is like a walking homage to this film series. And I know other people that have a lot of Star Wars tattoos or that this is their life. Um, so I guess that's why people are so invested in it. I may not understand it myself, but that doesn't mean that I should not have empathy for people who are either both really stressed about it or, you know, think it's great that Disney acquired them. So I think there's a very fine line between honoring the past and still being able to love both legends and canon compared to the toxic side of it of only accepting legends and denying anyone that has any enjoyment of canon like that just shows like not being able to let go and that only does more harm than good i mean i definitely liked luke skywalker in the newer movies more than i liked him in the older movies so flaws in characters make them human so I think I'm very interested to see when that jump from just popular character went into like legendary status. Because mm -hmm. I feel like everyone knows who Yoda is. Everyone knows who Darth Vader is. Even if you don't know their names, you know their imagery. And I feel like a lot of imagery just in this film has surpassed the fandom and is so ingrained in pop culture. Good for it, you know? It, uh... I mean, this movie does do a lot. I just... It's pretty good. Is it my favorite <laughs> film? No. It's pretty good, y'all. 
it's, it's pretty good. good. So, yeah, yeah. I, I recommend this film that's uh, super old. And it's his 40th birthday this year. I saw that. 40th anniversary. My birthday. I will say a thing that really bothered me. I don't know if you remember this. Ben and Yoda is like force ghost Ben. Mm-hmm. Chilling. And Yoda are like bullying Luke so hard in this film. To the point that like now I'm on Luke's side. Seriously, like, why are you switching teams here? I thought we both agreed he's a little whiny baby in these films. Because, like, at this point, um, everyone else is on Cloud City. Luke is like, I need to go. They're in trouble. And Ben and Yoda are like, if you leave now, then the, the universe is at stake. Like, you're, you're going to fall to the dark side. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you're training so incomplete. You're not strong enough. Like, they're bullying him. Bullying him. Whatever. They knew that he was still doing selfish motives. It's like that episode of Friends where Phoebe tries to do something that's not selfish. Like, do something for other people that doesn't give her, like, anything good in return. That's what I equate it to. He doesn't listen to them. Typical. I mean... Would I listen to a ghost and a frog? <laughs> He's not a frog. I would think he's a vegetarian. I mean, he is a small green man. He's got to be the apex predator on Dagobah to just have been left alone for 22 years. And there's like snakes and scary critters running around that swamp. So he's got, they got to like know that like, yo, this green guy over here with the cane and the cloak like watch out he'll eat you <laughs> who knew yoda was, yeah, was who knew was the alpha male of this swampland he's like the king redneck of volusia county florida yoda i always love the scene where like it's vader's reveal and, like, Lando opens the door and he's just sitting at the dining room table. <laughs> Seriously, like, yo, what's up? Lando, can we just take a pause here? Oh, yeah, I was just... wondering what you think about Lando. Oh, I forgot how gorgeous that man was. I think much like how you thought, um, who did you say? Maura Morrison. Oh, Lando was it for me. He was so, like, suave. I was really into Solid Gold, the TV show at that time, and I think that's where it came from. So I was glad to see some diversity in the film. I mean, he pretty much was, like, the only person of color in the Star Wars universe. until like Yoda. Yoda was green. I don't think I wish y'all could see Mia's face. I don't think aliens would have passed, but it does... I could see where a lot of people would be upset that the only person of color ends up betraying. Seriously, I had blocked that out. I did not. When he, like, snitched on them, I'm like, what? I don't remember this happening. Because, like, Lando snitches on them, and then Vader changes the the terms of their agreement. So no, Lando- duh. Like, it's just, they go back and forth. I think by the end of it, I'm like, what was the original agreement that Lando and Vader came to? What is the new one? Like, Vader's just like, I do what I want, which honestly, 
He should. He's like a six foot five robot man. <laughs> With power that comes out of his body. And Lando is just a good looking man in a cape. So yeah, like we know who holds the power here. But and I also love that Vader's plan, it's not a good one. <laughs> it's not a good one. It's not a good it's now that he has Han to give to Jabba. Or to give to Boba to give to Jabba. Because, you know, there's always someone working for someone else. Yeah. That they're going to carbon freeze him. And it may or may not kill Han Solo. We're going to give it a shot. You're our test subject. We'll we'll test it. Because if it works, Mm. I'll do it for Luke. Yeah. To take him to the Emperor. And it, like... So that scene is weird. Because the plan sucks, but the set is gorgeous. It was pretty, like, compared to, like, other scenes, it it looked like it was actually really well built. Yeah, the production design for Cloud City is on point. Yes. That's probably my favorite design aesthetic out of all the original trilogy. Can you tell me that Disney went back in and, like, edited the Cloud City, though, to make it look prettier or something? Yeah, so, well, it's not Disney. and um. And so, like, the Cloud City scene, like, the exterior shots of, like, the city itself, completely different. The Carbon Free scene, like, that's still, that's all OG beautifulness. His hands are in a weird position, though. Oh, when he gets frozen? Yeah, they're, like, kind of like a kitty cat. Yeah, I don't like, like the, little like, paws. Like, Yeah. Even, like, a duck face when he gets frozen. It is because he just kind of pushed off Leia's love confession. <laughs> is that the part where she tells him she loves him and he goes, I know? Yes. What a jerk move. Well, okay, so here's a fun But, like, in the original script, he said, I love you too. Like, but then they were filming it and they were just like, that doesn't seem like Han Solo. So Harrison Ford was like, oh, Han Solo would say I know. Which does fit the character. The Vader-Luke's fight scene. Fight, fight, ten fight. To- It's so much better than the Vader-Obi-Wan fight scene. And then... He, he lobs that handoff <sighs> real quick. Which I think this is an important part of our podcast that we need to remember. And a very important point about me. If something on my body gets cut off... Oh, don't reattach it? That's right. Never reattach anything that gets cut off. No toes, fingers. In Star Wars, they, you know, like, if you lost a leg or you lost a hand, you'd get, like, a cybernetic attachment. If you lost your hand today, would you get, like, no the hook? So you can get, like, the hook, like, prosthesis, or you can get, like, just the hand prosthesis where it looks like metal or looks like skin i'm getting the hook i'm gonna be like a pirate okay that scene where they're sewing it back together i wanted to throw up no do you remember seeing this film i do i feel like um my mom your grammy took me and your uncle scott and then a bunch of his like soccer friends to see it what was it like when vader told Luke that like I'm your father were you just like all right no I think everybody was like what the 
what? <sighs> was it like a, a shocking revelation? Yeah. Or was it just like a Everybody was shocked. We're like, oh my God. When we were, it was a simpler time. Yeah, it was a simpler time. But it, I mean, now looking back on it, I'm like, well, that explains a lot. Why he was like hanging out in Lando's conference room and hunting down Luke. But at the same time, it's, it was definitely a shock. Everybody was like, are you kidding me? My mind is blown. But then when he cuts off his hand, it's like, that doesn't make any sense. So. Well, now we know that Anakin also lost his hand. So I feel like he's like, like father, like son. <laughs> you don't need that hand. One right, hand you don't need it. good enough for me. You don't need two hands. I was a Jedi general in the Clone Wars with only one real hand. You youngsters have it too easy. Too easy. But I just, I love that because that entire scene, so dramatic. Oh my God, so dramatic. His hand goes flying off with the lightsaber. (laughs) I love it because they never really have explained what happened to that lightsaber. Like they have in Legends, like there's a whole subplot. But, you know, it reappears in Force Awakens. Like, that is oh, yeah. the lightsaber that raises. There's a comic where after all of the events of this movie happen, they go back to Cloud City and they literally look through the trash <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to find it. And then they're like, oh, we can't find it. But then it turns up later, but Luke never gets it. Did it turn up later with the hand or just the lightsaber? Just the lightsaber. That'd be where the hand was still like, the hand? Left. Were there rats in Cloud City? Did the rats like? I hope so. Mm, me too. I just want I want the rats to be fed. Always. Then, like the movie kind of ends once again. It just kind of abruptly ends. They get Luke. They give him a new hand. Like it's enjoyable. I would say that it's. I understand why it's a classic. I can see where. It really can be a lot of people's favorites. I just, it's not for me. If it is for you, that's awesome. So I don't have a lot of experience with people my age. Yeah, let's get down to it. It's 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 an ageism thing for you, Mia. People my age, I think, do like it. Like my cousin Brandon, shout out to Brandon, who says that it's his favorite movie. And he's seen it like over a hundred times. Although I yelled at the screen a lot during this film, I enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to watching Return of the Jedi because our dog, Freddy, looks like an Ewok. Well, yes, next episode we will be talking about Return of the Jedi. And then we will be officially done with the original trilogy. And from there, we are going to be taking a trip to the prequels. Oh, gosh. Oh, I am so hyped for that. Are you hyped? No. Wrong answer. Yes, you are. I think everyone knows by now that I'm not hyped for those because of one particular actress. I will make you hyped for them. (sighs) Well, until next episode, may the force be with you. Bye, guys. Bye.